from MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. You don't know how bad I want to just let that song play. <laughs> that is Down Under from the minute work you're not say, old enough to know that i was gonna sir. say finally some real music in here oh you like that <laughs> stuff huh i know that song from oh. all the music infomercials that were on at 2 a.m that seems to be on every cd set that song <laughs> it's the it's the jam it I don't is know the that jam. minute work had that many others um can you name any other band from australia any no definitely not not one <laughs> when i when you told me there was going to be an australian mix i was like a singer any an actor don't say Paul Hogan. <laughs> well, there's a lot of uh, actors that I should know that are Australian. The problem is they all... There's a famous rock and roll band from Australia. That's the only one I expected you to, expect you to know. ACDC. There it is. <laughs> um, but the problem with the Australian actors and actresses, they all use their uh, English accents in their movies, their American accents. Right. And then you hear them talk in like an interview, and you're like, wait, they're Australian? Uh, Midnight Oil don't know who that is beds are burning no in the 80s <laughs> is that the name of the song or a different group <laughs> no midnight oil sings a song i think it's supposed to be about um nuclear war or something i was gonna say that's an improper uh, reference now what nuclear uh, war no, beds are burning not the uh not the best thing to talk about with australia oh yeah wow ouch good, um, good point i didn't no mean to say that <laughs> out loud i feel terrible now actually but um no, there there are a lot of Australians that, like I said, I should know that they're Australian, but yeah. And I love the Australian accent. I'm like, why would you ever get rid of the Australian accent if you uh, have the option? I think before last year, when a certain Australian woman's tennis, women's tennis player <laughs> popped onto the scene, I think before that, my wife didn't really mind the Australian accent, but now she can't stand it. <laughs> all every time Ash Barty is on the TV, me or my daughter, or me and my daughter. In an, in our best possible Australian <laughs> accent, hey, it's a body party. It's Ash Barty. We're having a body party. So she roots for Barty to lose early in every tournament. Yeah, or just makes me turn off the TV and go to my room. Whatever. Not my daughter. She makes me go to right, my, right. Whatever. But yeah, body party. So yeah, we've been saying body party for about nine months now. Yeah. So which she's done with the You would think you'd be ramping up right now with the Australian, but apparently it's continuous. Yeah, well, I love it. I love it. So that is the easy. I mean, not saying it's the easiest one to master, but that's probably definitely the easiest accent to mimic. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. People do American pretty well, <laughs> and nobody cares about making fun of us and hurting our feelings. No. All right. So with the Aussie mix and talking about uh, Midnight Oil, who <laughs> you've never heard of, I have not. Um, obviously, we're 
kicking off the tennis season with the Australian Open. Starts, I mean, we could lie and say we're recording at like 2 p.m. <laughs> and then get all the predictions on day one right. Right. But we wouldn't do that. No. Our integrity is uh, too high. They just went on the court. Are you recording it? I, we can't even... We can't even look at... There are no results yet, I'm and, sure. Well, you don't want to open up any sports apps. That's true. you're recording the NFL playoff games because yes. you care more about that than you do tennis. <laughs> I'm recording tennis too, but I will watch NFL before I watch tennis. Unbelievable. Um, well, there are well, 1,000 matches going on. No, but here's what I always say, and this shows you the where, where tennis is at in our hierarchy. If I watch an NFL game... There is 0.0% chance they're going to talk about tennis. <laughs> That's true. If I watch a tennis match, they're going to be flashing NFL scores every five minutes. That is absolutely true. If it's on ESPN. Tennis Channel, not as much. But Well, yeah. in the playoffs, maybe. they Yeah, because somebody will, somebody will be a fan of some team and they'll bring it up in mid-match. You know, like, like Brad Gilbert is a West Coast guy, so he'll be talking about somebody. Or, right. Um, we talk about this every year, but I love the Australian Open, just from the timing aspect. You know what fits right well, in my time. I w- well, first of all, yes, because, yeah, you have sleep, the sleep <laughs> patterns of a serial killer. But, and other things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but normally also, at least for a good portion of our country, it works out fantastic to take you away from the doldrums of winter, except here, where a week ago it was in the 70s, and right. we have tornadoes, and then it's 30. Yeah. Uh, but now it's in the 50s, pretty much solid, fi- high 50s, mid 50s for the high. It's still nice to watch just amazing climate, notwithstanding what's going on there now, but just yeah. watching people on TV in the sun, getting tan, having fun, it, it's contagious. Yeah, I'm wondering how much uh, TV is going to make of the Australian wildfires during tennis broadcasts, if they're going right. to talk about it nonstop or... I think they're going to have to just for the sake of raising money, but I'm going to start controversial right away and say that I don't think they should be playing. Ooh-wee. I think they should have either delayed it or not had it. And Now, I don't know how you can delay it. Well, first of, all, you can delay it. first of all, you're an idiot. <laughs> no, no, I'll tell you why. Lots of reasons, but in this particular instance, for this reason. First of all, the tennis facility is not in actual danger of burning. No, I know that. All right. So, smoke is an issue, but that can change at any time. Right. You know, it has been raining some in some places, and so who knows? Uh, it could, you know, it could. they also have three indoor courts if it gets too bad. Uh, and they could sacrifice mixed doubles, maybe? <laughs> Here's the other reason. Here's the other reason. You want to raise money? Have your Grand Slam. I know. That's the problem. Have your Grand Slam and you know, and have all that money coming into the country from, from all over. It's got to be the biggest money maker that country has every year, I would assume. Um, at least a regular event. Well, until Crocodile Dundee 4 <laughs> or 3 or whichever. A live action uh, Crocodile Dundee exhibit. By the way, if YouTube had a better clip, that's not a knife. <laughs> this is right. a knife. That would have been in there. But I couldn't get it. I don't know enough about sound editing to raise levels of voice. Because <laughs> at the beginning of that, he talks too low, so I couldn't hear it. I was going to say, what percentage of people do you think have seen that movie versus know that clip? Yeah, Because like, I don't think I've ever seen that movie, but I could identify that clip like one word in. Instant, yeah. Even without seeing it, just hearing it. Right. Um, but no, I think Federer 
first of all, anytime Fred Federer gets criticized, I find it comical um, because it's so rare. But I thought it was funny that he got criticized for, I guess, not being sympathetic enough or or what. And one of the lines, whether they were meaning this or not, but I said, why does Federer care about the air quality? Every match he plays is going to be indoors. <laughs> um, but I think that's one of my issues. We've talked about this before, but it's even exaggerated in this tournament. Right. The big name players are going to be playing indoors, air conditioning, better air quality. And then you got the, the vast majority of the players are going to be toiling outside, struggling to breathe. You know, I think it's there's a competitive balance. If they move the whole thing indoors, I have no problem with that. They'd probably have to make it three weeks long. Yeah. But I would have no problem with that. But I think you're really giving Just a, put all doubles outside. Nobody cares. <laughs> now we'll see who really wants to play doubles. Yeah. But I think really it's an even bigger disadvantage than normal to the lower-ranked players. Oh, yeah. If, if that happens, then for sure... It's it shows that how because people have been talking about the Federer nighttime you know advantage for a long time right and that's just regular old Australian you know heat right now add in you know these death defying circumstances of of burning your eyes and lungs and dying of inhalation well and to me you can't say the air quality is good enough to play in but yet we're going to close these three stadiums if it's good enough to play in then everybody should be able to play outdoors you can say you're doing it for the fans which of course they are. But if well, it's if it's good enough to play, then it should be good enough to be open. To be fair, all the other players dying from smoke inhalation is the only way Roger's going to win this thing. Anyway. <laughs> Did you see, we're, we're veering all over the place already, but I was kind of shocked by his interview where he said, I know I'm going to finish third in the slam count and I'm okay with that. Wow. I didn't, where did you see that? I don't, I saw it a couple days ago. Wow. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't that direct. But I'm thinking, if you feel that way, just quit now. Why, no, why are you still if, playing? If you feel that way and you're not afraid to say it, then say why. <laughs> say it's the weakest error yeah, and you know right. it. Because I know no one else is going to well, stop these that's guys. That's what he wants to say so he can lessen their Nadal and Djokovic's uh, slam count. He wants to lower the impact of their slam count. But the problem is he's also got to say, uh, yeah, I was playing during this time too. Right. The only thing he can say is, hey, I played at the tail end of Sampras Agassi and Roddick. Uh, <laughs> Hall of Famer. That's right. Um, but yeah, I, I uh, man. So here it was three days ago in Dubai. I think the way it's going, obviously Rafa and Novak will win more, he told the Associated Press, because, because they're that good. <laughs> well, how great would it have been if he just said, because everyone else sucks. <laughs> yeah, and when I leave, nobody's going to be there to stop them. But... The fact that th- that part wasn't, that was surprising, but was more surprising to me is saying, and I'm okay with it. Wow. Like, I don't get that. Yeah, because he knows everyone will cover for him and still say he's the best ever. Yeah, I don't, I don't get, because uh, in my mind, then why are you still playing? Right. I mean, I well, guess it's okay because it's that's what sports it all, is all about. It's a lot about numbers. It's a lot about records. But he, I had my moment, it. and I always said everything that comes after 15 was a bonus. Yeah. That was a shot at Sampras, you punk. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't... Uh, I mean, I agree with him. They are going to pass him. We've been saying that forever. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just... It's like, it's like, why are you still playing then? I don't get it. Right. If you don't think you can beat him. Because to me, the only way he's not getting passed is he has to win this or Wimbledon or both. Yeah. 
And I don't see that happening. And by the way, here's a throwback to an old episode. That's almost like him saying, that's almost him saying, Federer saying that is the equivalent of Bruce Willis saying Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> he basically just... So you're saying it's a lie. He, ga- he gave us some ammo against Fed fans to prove that even Fed knows he's not the greatest ever. Well, or is he trying, is he... Minimizing. Is, is this like, yeah, is this like the first step in that, wait. oh, they're going to pass me in slams, but, but I was still, you know, this, this, and this. Yeah, um, that's pretty... But I just think it's... See that devious? I don't think so. No. But I think it's I think it's because he knows he can't win the slam battle, so he's got to think about what else could. Uh, well, he can if playing indoors and all these guys are sucking wildfire smoke. <laughs> right. That could ruin their whole year. But I just think with Nadal and the French coming up, that's twenty right there, and then then they're tied. Hmm. So I mean, I think at the very least, Nadal's going to tie him, and then you still got Djokovic. Yeah. Well, if I mean we fall prey to it as well. We we fall prey to the importance of the grand slams. But the bottom line is it isn't what we matters to us. It's not what we care about. Right. It's what the players who are in the middle of that race care about and all the slams are all that matter. Oh my god, who the hell cares? Thanks, Homer. <laughs> no, that's Peter. not Homer, Peter. <laughs> Uh, we were talking about Simpsons earlier, sorry. Uh, but yeah, it, so maybe you're right. Maybe he's sort of trying to lessen the weight right. of Grand Slam t- wins and but if, looking at the whole body of work. But of course, the other problem is he's got a losing record against both of them and less Masters titles than both of them. <laughs> <laughs> so hmm. besides that. Longer career? Longer, longer, more weeks at number one is probably or his biggest. now. Right. That's his biggest edge right now. And most titles, you know, because those are so important. Like Serena's Adelaide title is really going to add to her uh, legacy. To me, they are important. It, 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 to me, Well, though, they're important. To me, though, it is... If there's a week where there's only a 250, play a 250, and if you win it, you win it. But if there's an, a, a 500 or a 1,000, or whatever the women's equivalent is, because I have a tennis <laughs> podcast and still don't know how the women's thing works... Uh, but if there's a thousand and you're playing the 250 the same week, you need to get like a third of a title for that. <laughs> well, that's and then when you look at all the people who won titles in a year and there's all these names you haven't heard of, it's like these are all the 250 winners, right? That couldn't get into the Masters. And then, here's Serena, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I just thought it was interesting. There was a lot of kind of uh, you know because of all this this fires going on, they've they're interviewing more players and it's getting more attention, and there's been some you know crazy stuff that they've been saying so well go to the app download the australian open app and uh i'm not gonna do it you are heartless (laughs) they have a link for people that don't record it yes they have a link oh yeah good point they have a link uh where you can donate to the wildfires oh good i think it's a red cross link um but do that and obviously i'm sure the you know well didn't they raise four and a half million in that uh just one night little exhibition they had i don't know did you watch any of that i did not it was it was like we say this about everything but you and i would have run a better event they fed forehands to eight world-class players and they had to try to hit the letters a and o across the court and every time they hit it it was like a hundred bucks or something and they did that for what seemed like forever (laughs) they did it for about 30 minutes 
Then they played a set where players kept switching in and out like every game, every point. Wow. So, which was fine. But and then they did. I didn't see this, but I guess Federer and Kyrgios played each other in some form. That was like the highlight. But it was just so like, is Kyrgios. So in twenty years, twenty five years, is Kyrgios going to be at some small arena in Oklahoma City? playing an exhibition, and is he going to have to throw a chair for the price of admission? Is that how that works? Well, anyway. assuming he doesn't win anything between now and then. No, I'm glad. Uh, yeah, no, no, I hope they did raise a lot, and that's I don't care what they do as long as, you know, as, long as it was successful and it raised money. But uh, outside of that, I don't approve of exhibitions. No, and what they did do that I love about exhibitions is they actually made it an exhibition. Like there was a lot of heckling back and forth. They had the players all microphone, you know, mic'd. So it made it, it actually made Djokovic seem likable, which I say that all the time. If you, <laughs> if he's off the court in a match, he's likable. When he's trying to be liked, he's not like, no. Yeah. And he tries so When he acts hard. normal, he's funny and entertaining. And yeah. Um, like he was teasing. How Os- can you not like the greatest player ever? <laughs> I, uh... He was teasing Osaka and Tsitsipas about how they were such a cute couple, and it, no, that was funny. So and, I mean, and didn't Nadal? Oh, I did see part of it, did, or I saw a highlight. Didn't Nadal say oh, it doesn't matter? They're next gen, yeah, or something uh-huh. like that. Yeah. Now the truth is coming out. Oh, and they played for real. Nadal and Djokovic versus Zverev and Tsitsipas, and they destroyed them. It was so. Yeah. It was awful. Ouch. It made them look really bad because yeah. they were messing around the whole time and it was back and forth. And then when they like decided to try, it was bad. It was like it looked like Tsitsipas and, and Zverev weren't trying still. <laughs> oh. And then last topic on interviews, Zverev gave an interview saying that uh, Kyrgios has a lot of improvement to make in the slams, <laughs> 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 which I found hilarious That's too. The pot calling the kettle. Yeah, they said because well, he's had so much success, he can say yes. that. Yes. I yes. think I think Kyrgios has made a, at least a quarter, maybe a semi. I don't know. I don't know. Zverev, uh, he's yeah. made one quarter, That's so it. they've equally they've made equal. Yeah, nothing. But I just thought that was funny of all people. And Kyrgios was like, "I'm not sure what I did to him, but I'm sorry." <laughs> so we've got a choice, and the choice is between this: go through the draw, men's <laughs> and women's. Probably still not doubles, certainly not mixed doubles, <laughs> but you know, go go through the both draws. Maybe not really line by line. That might be right a, a bit much because there's a lot. You know, there's there's matches of qualifier versus qualifier, whatever. Um, that wouldn't appeal to anyone. Uh, so we can go through look for key matches uh, that would be somewhat fun for the beginning, even though they don't only seed four, which is our brilliant plan. <laughs> um, Venus and Coco, first round. And then we could talk about the key matches and how that's going to affect and who's going to get to the second week. And Boring! Or, <laughs> or we could not predict the Australian Open and instead re-record the podcast we did two <laughs> weeks ago <laughs> which was our Australian Open series proposed schedule. Right, what should be happening right now. Well, it is. Yeah. In a manner of speaking. Right. Well, one version it is, one version it isn't, and we'll we'll get to that. So, what is your what is your uh choice? Well, the problem with the first option is that we don't know when people are going to listen to this. True. And they could very easily listen to this after round 1's over, round 2's over, round 3's over. And then we're talking about hypothetical matches that aren't happening. 
Right. Which is nine times out of ten how it ends up. True. Um, so I'd rather talk about what the possibilities of the future 20 years from now when they listen to us. I mean, like I said, I don't mind talking about a couple key matchups or entertaining matchups on the horizon, but what we what we think are compelling matches are not what gets all the hype. And to me, week two matter. I mean, I, I would say the most compelling match on paper is Coco right. Coco Golf, not Coco Vandaway. <laughs> oh, she is back. Yes, Coco Golf versus Venus. Now that's assuming v- Venus is feeling good, right? Et cetera, et cetera. But outside of that's the thing is there are literally 128 matches to choose from, and that was to me the only one that was like a headliner. Now tennis diehards are going to argue with me. Oh, I'm you know seeing Golf and play Pospisil is going to be a classic battle. You know, it's like <laughs> it might be, but it- I'm just saying in terms of star power, the revenge factor, obviously. You know, both America. I mean, like, there's nothing to me. That's a level like nine out of ten for a first round match. Maybe ten out of ten. Right. And nothing else is above a seven. By the way, total money raised so far. I guess this year for the Australian Open. Um, maybe the quote the Australian unquote, series, fires. You mean? Well, no, no, no. I mean, from the oh, like, oh. from the Australian Open. It's on their website. Um, for the fires is five point one mil. Yeah, and I think they did four point five just in that one night. Yeah, total aces served. 5,724. So I'm assuming they're doing qualifying. Um, yeah, there's some... Unless Isner played his match, and then he probably hit that five. Well, that was another... I think you said the line about Halep or somebody said, I'm not going to donate per ace because you wouldn't get any money. <laughs> yeah, that's the greatest line of all time. Um, so I did think that was, uh, that was uh, funny. So on the women's side, for sure... That's the number one matchup is the Coco Golf versus V Will. Yeah, and I'm still going to watch every hour of every minute of coverage sure. and every matchup yeah. and every third set. That's amazing. But I'm just we're just talking about anticipation level. That's far and away the best. Well, yeah, there's no jaw dropping. And by the way, uh, yeah. Um, what about on the men's? Out of all the matches, I mean. There wasn't any Medvedev and Tiafo. I saw that. I was kind of like, eh. And by the way, George plays Query. Thank you yeah. very much. I mean, Tiafo does have a tendency to play really fun matches early in slams. That's right. all he's in is early in slams. <laughs> uh, but so that, you know, that is one of the ones. Stevie, for Americans, Stevie Johnson, Federer three years ago would have been exciting. Right. But it has certainly lost its luster. By the way, um, again, there all the elements need to be present. Not just what a great scoreline, but you know, because if a qualifier plays a qualifier in the first round and it's a knockdown drag out, that is compelling in the moment. Right. If you're watching it, it'll it'll hold your interest, but it's not drawing eyeballs to the screen or fans to the seats. Because it doesn't have people, it matters because it's a Grand Slam tournament. It is first round, and the paycheck for a qualifier getting to the second round is just ridiculous. You know, for their for their what they've been earning thus far, right? But it doesn't have, you know, the the that that wow factor that that not fame factor, you know, celebrity factor, but whatever. 
The men's match I was probably most interested in, even though it may not necessarily be the most fun to watch, is uh, Opelka Fonini. Just because Opelka beat him in the first round of the U.S. Open, and now here they are again. But again... Do they hate each other by any chance? Well, Fonini hates everybody, doesn't he? Or does everybody hate Fonini? <laughs> and everybody hates watching Opelka. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know... Not, not <laughs> So by, the way, by the way, by the way, this might be the biggest news for American tennis at the Australian Open. Uh-oh. Riley Opelka withdraws. Is now with Fila. <laughs> That's it. That's all we got, America. Do they only recruit six foot six or taller? I think. Women too. Um <laughs> no. So yeah, so uh Yeah. So So generally it's uh, there's not a lot of great matchups in the first round, and for the Americans, no matchup is good because we are just not good. Yeah, and the, and the what I like to hold that hope for is that the less good players play each other in the first round, you hope it makes the second round and third rounds more compelling. Uh, <laughs> but that doesn't always happen. Well, I don't know. So anyway, um. So yeah, so we'll we'll get into it next weekend on what transpired and what it means and what have you and really look towards the second week when the tennis starts to matter. Cuz this is really just qualifying for the tournament. You know, the first half is just qualifying. Maybe that's what they should do. Main draw qualifying and then qualifying for the second week. <laughs> So all, all the seeds play, but if they lose, they still get slotted in to the <laughs> feed second in, week. Feed yeah, in. why not? Main draw, feed in. That's your award for being, because we don't have enough advantages for the seeds as it is. Let's give me even more <laughs> yeah, advantages. Right. Or go the opposite direction, like we've talked about, in seed four, and that's it. Right. All right. You ready to get to the real reason we're here? I am. You ready to get to the, the subject matter that's going to save tennis and change it for the... <laughs> For the better and for the long-term future of our sport? Yes. Well, too bad. You're in the wrong place. <laughs> but we have something that goes along those lines. So, as it stands, this is w what the Australian Open and the lead-up to the Australian Open has looked like. And you lived it. So, I'm not telling you anything new. Right. We began with the men because tennis is sexist. <laughs> So they started on January 3rd at the ATP Cup, which, much to my chagrin, uh, I, I got drawn in. Like a sucker, I got drawn in. Whatever. It was exciting, predictable, of course, right. but exciting. So it, once uh, they were kind of midway through that, the first couple days, then the women came, uh, not, not to the ATP Cup, but then their, their tournaments kicked off. So they had Shenzhen, Auckland, and Brisbane. Brisbane. Heard of it? <laughs> Apparently it's a big deal because it was a premier tournament. Now, at the same time at the ATP Cup, the tail end of that was going, the men had a 250 in Doha. You been? I wish. No, I haven't. No, I haven't either. You really wish? Yeah, isn't that like uh, one of those really fancy... Like everybody drives a Ferrari right. no matter what? Yeah. Uh, so that was essentially week one of the quote-unquote Australian Open Series. So week two starts the 13th or the, you know, right around there, that Monday. 
The men go to Auckland for a 250. The women are in Adelaide and Hobart. And then the men have a 250 in Adelaide. And, and that's it. I was going to say, and that's everything in 2020 that led to this. That's it. Yeah. Two weeks, basically. I mean, the ATP Cup started a little early, but it's two weeks for all intents and purposes because they're not playing every day. Right. You know, it's kind of like World Cup where groups play and then the other ones don't play yet and they play the next day, whatever. Well, and the what was before the ATP Cup was Davis Cup just a couple weeks prior. Well, yeah. Which, and that, but that was considered like the end of 2019. Yeah, well, or nothing. Right. Just a separate, which I don't, you know, again, you know, I want that every two years and yeah. alternate genders. And not in December, probably. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so that was the beginning and, you know, the lead up to the Australian Open. Started at the ATP Cup for the men and really some of the men. Uh, The other ones were in um, Doha and then the women started a bit here and a bit there. Uh, But again, they started the 6th of January. So... Unfortunately, you don't get the same joy that you had the first time that we talked about this because it was a surprise to you <laughs> where I wanted to start the Australian right. Open. When I told you, were you surprised? Oh, yeah, definitely. Were you offended? No, and I still get joy out of it. So you thought, did it, did it hit you immediately as brilliant or <laughs> did it have to marinate? Uh, well, we've talked about the... Don't give it away. No, we talked about the stupidity of when this place is now in the schedule. Gotcha. So it fixed it. So yeah. You, so just on that alone, you liked it. And coincidentally, I was just there. Well, look at that. You're giving, you're giving it away. <laughs> Nobody knows. People pays know attention you. to where I go. People know. They you. do stalk me on social media. Okay. Our fans. Okay. You don't have social media <laughs> because you're the worst co-host of all time. <laughs> I do. It's just in, under a different name. All right. So. Schedule one. We're gonna get. I'm gonna give you the schedule. We're gonna talk about the schedule proposal for the for the new and improved Australian Open series. And I'll tell you when it starts. The other option is the exact same schedule pushed a week later, but you have to move the Australian Open a week later as well. Right. So. I don't know if that's a possibility. If the Australian Open doesn't move, I do feel this maybe is a week early, but I can live with it still. Well, I think if the end of the season is truly yes. the U.S. Open final, right. then it doesn't matter. Agreed. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Truly, you have a dizzying intellect. So, could you hear that? I could. That one is low. I don't know how to adjust the volume <laughs> when I'm editing. If it comes off on YouTube low, it's low. You know, it's that, you know what that's from? No. Princess Bride. Get your <laughs> life together. Get your life together. I'm not, you're going to think this is a joke, but I, I don't even want to say it now. I have that movie recorded <laughs> and I've never seen it and it's been recorded for months and I've never watched oh, it. Oh, so for months. So it's not on a VHS. That's something. <laughs> in a closet somewhere. That that's I something. You open up once a month. Not the only thing in a closet. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that was too much. That was great. That was too much. Uh, All right. So, serious business here. Back to it. Yes. Again, it's hard to sell it to you because you've already heard it. But here it is. But you need... Well, let's build it up. You need a place that... Why don't I have a drum roll? I need to have a drum <laughs> well, roll do. drop here. But I was going to say, you need a place with nice climate. 
because it's yes, January or right. December. Yep. You need a place that is globally toward the direction of Australia. Uh, pushing it. <laughs> We're pushing it. But yeah. And you need a tournament that everybody's going to want to play. All the big names are going to want to play no matter what. Right. And Agreed. I think this meets all that. Criteria. Second one, like you said, is close. I'm but. wondering who guessed it. And tw- tweet at us. Don't lie. <laughs> and by the way, don't fill out the website form or other forms because all I'm getting is like mortgage ads. On this. <laughs> it's like somebody figured out. It's like auto sending me stuff. Like right. Billionaires want to give me money. Uh, yeah. Just give me your credit card information. Yeah. In my bank account <laughs> and social. All right. So, by the way, let me share with everyone what we're looking at. Uh, a printed off calendar with color coded between the different genders, you know, ATP, WTA tour, uh, and then the Grand Slam. Uh, I, it looks pretty good. I, I put some good effort into this. The most show prep we've ever done. You've done nothing on today's show. <laughs> well, I want to be consistent. Your wisdom and knowledge, though, is enough. Yeah. All right. So, week one of the Australian Open Series and the beginning of the 2019-2020 tennis season, right. as it were. We'll start on Sunday, December 8th, possibly. Or again, if we can get the Australian Open pushed, it would start a week later. Yeah. But as it stands, we went with how the Australian Open is now, and hopefully we could, you know, lean on um, them to move. Man, here we go. <laughs> Big, I'm, I'm selling it. <laughs> the Australian Open series, and thus the beginning of the 1920 tennis season starts in indian wells you heard it i said it indian wells and i was just there beautiful tennis weather we have to change the color of the courts i get it and make sure the court's consistent with the rest of them it's got to be that ridiculous it's just too blue it's just too blue which is funny because it's right now it's not tied into any series but yet it's the same as the u.s open right so but no, what we said about the Indian Wells, it makes no sense. 1,000, it would be a 1,000 or the equivalent, a premiere on the women's. So it's the highest level, just like it is right now. Right, which and means it's, it's mandatory. And instead of being on the front end of the Sunshine Slam, I don't know if you knew this or not, <laughs> there's no such thing as the Sunshine Slam. Now, we've got right. plans for a fifth slam. We'll talk about that yeah. when the time comes for that season. But... The Sunshine Slam doesn't exist. I heard Fetters adding that to his total. To, uh, uh, <laughs> to he better do something. <laughs> he better do something. Uh, so Indian Wells, it's a 1,000 and a premier. Boom. Great weather, as you astutely mentioned. I'll me- I said astutely, astutely mentioned. Man, <laughs> I was trying to, when I try to say big words, it hurts. <laughs> so as you astutely pointed out, that's good. And what better sales pitch for a tournament that has a lot of pride in itself, as it should, they run a great event apparently, Yeah. than being able to say, tennis starts here. Yeah. In the middle of the desert. You're going to be able to promote it you know, for a couple weeks, a couple months. Yeah. Um, Theoretically, because again, you pointed out earlier, for any of this to work, the rest of the season has to end. Right. Really has to end after the day after the U.S. Open. That's it. Yeah. Um, all these cups and crap, whatever. That's your business. Yeah, if but they want to put those in there. No points, no nothing. Get off my back with that business. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's 
I said the only hesitation I think the tournament organizers would have is just that right now it's during spring break for a lot of the country. So they're getting people yes. that can travel more True. more uh, freely. But you're right. But it's also in, it's not in, it's near part of the overall geographic landscape of the megatropolis that is Los Angeles. Yeah. So you're talking about a major city in the world, a major tennis city and state. There's a ton of tennis in both California and, and LA, you know, by itself. Uh it it yeah, it's a little removed. Well and in four hours if you talk traffic. But you can get out there in two hours, not counting traffic. Well I'm gonna say something stating the obvious, but if people in LA are on spring break they're not going to Palm Springs. They're leaving to go somewhere else. So all the LA people are not there. really because it's paradise. <laughs> right. So why not go to spring break where it's, but why are they going to leave to go to some snow? <laughs> oh, they go on their ski vacations. I was going to say break. nobody's ever happy where they are. Good point. Um, but no, I think, and I like that your schedule goes weekend to weekend. So that gives them, you know, big, well, big we money stay, days. you know, you stay with, uh, you stay with their, uh, normal, you know, 1,010 day right what they've been doing yeah and it's uh i mean i think it would have the same you know build up that we have for the opening night of nfl now which is like a two to three week build up right um without the garbage of preseason so from lax to palm springs it's two hours i didn't even think it was that long it's 155 obviously i get it not counting traffic i got it Oh, right. I thought you meant a two-hour flight. No. Uh, I was about to say, I was like, that can't be. No, it's got to be an eight-minute like, Right. Um, so, yes, spring break, but at the same time, it's perfect weather, and they have a huge population. And it's not just, oh, yeah, we have this tournament in California. That's right. fun. No, it is now the biggest. It's, it's like the NFL. Every season, the, the Thursday before the first – Right. Sunday of the season, they have the the NFL champion play somebody. And that gets hyped more than any game exactly. outside of the Super Bowl. Right. You hear about that for well, two, three weeks. Well, yeah, that's the point. It, it's a standalone and all the focus of the hype and the, the promotion is on that Thursday game. Right. The day the last ball is struck at the U.S. Open, boom, now you're talking about, hey, Come to Indian Wells where tennis starts. Right. By the way, they're going to have to pay me consulting for this uh, ad <laughs> business. Uh, so anyway, so what do you think? Indian Wells. If, oh, you, I, if you could snap your fingers and make reality change, is this what you would do? Totally. I think it'd be amazing. Tennis reality. I know the rest <laughs> of it. We don't even know what you would do no, the rest of it. You don't want to know. No, I think it'd be amazing because I feel like, and this is going to sound negative, which we're good at on the show. <laughs> But I feel like right now, even the U.S. Open Series, we stumble into every Grand Slam. It's like, well, we had a 250 here, then we had a 500, then we, you know, some players didn't play at all, and then we, like, we'd sort of just a hodgepodge of tournaments, right. and then it go And, like, to me, you're starting with a bang, and it's, everybody's there. Everybody's all in that, immediately. And, and it's just, oh, tennis has started. It's be, the, the season has begun. And we've missed all them because we haven't seen them for three months. We can't go the way golf is going, where they sl- they smushed all their slams or their majors, I should say, 
all their majors all within like a four-month, three-month period right. or whatever it is. It's all smooshed in together. And then what are they doing for the rest of it? It's all wacky and they're all right. everybody's got their own different tour and they're playing exhibition. It's it just I think if we move more towards what every other sport except individual sports, I guess, do. <laughs> uh I you know, it resembled more of what team sports do. Right. I just think that benefits us. And having a co- coherent mini season around each each major is the way to do that. And what a way! And what a way to start the first series of the season by starting at a, at a, a Masters one thousand in Indian Wells. And again, as you mentioned, the weather's great. Well, and it's no different than you know popular TV shows. They don't they don't run episodes fifty two weeks a year. You right. run you know eight nine episodes in a row. Then you take a break for a month or two. Then you start with a bang in the first episode of the second season or mid season, whatever you call it. But it makes people, gives time for people to talk about it, like get excited about it. Um, and well, then it's actors all starting. don't get hurt typically, <laughs> but that's for our sport, that's another thing with the overuse and wear and tear. Yeah. So Indian Wells, now at the same time you have these major events, you're going to have to have some smaller events because not everybody can qualify for a Masters 1000. And so you would have a 250 in Hawaii. And one in Auckland. So men in Hawaii, women in Auckland, whatever. I don't really care. Which Wh- those already exist now. Exactly. So. When, and I don't even know what Hawaii was. It was that ridiculous. Yeah, it was low. I don't think it was even a. I don't think it was even a ranking. Right. Deal. So. LAX, worst airport on the planet. <laughs> but from LAX, you can get direct flights to Australia. Direct flight. Well, obviously to Hawaii, but there's no. You know, stop in the middle of the ocean, right. pick up a <laughs> couple of passengers, but direct to New Zealand, I'm sure. You know, I mean, you can get to a lot of places from LAX to starting at Indian Wells. You don't have a transportation issue and it's on the West Coast. And right. I don't care where you're coming from. Australia, Australia is far. Right. So it, it it does make some difference. It'd be tough to do this if I said, oh, yeah, the New York Open. Let's let that be the big. No. When I was going to say, there's not enough they've made they've crammed events in but there's not enough venues when you just go japan china and australia there's not enough venues to run tournaments for six weeks and the weather doesn't cooperate right so and what we have here is the asia pacific grand slam last time i checked california's on the pacific right now granted palm desert is two hours away from the ocean (laughs) because lax is right on the ocean uh but whatever so it's the Asia Pacific. I'm stretching that definition a bit. I get it on the opposite side of the Pacific, but it counts and I'll take it. But I think it makes more sense because we toyed with the idea of adding this tournament to the U.S. Open Series. And to me, it makes more sense to be here. It really does. Than to be in the U.S. Open Series. Now, maybe Miami will get added to the U.S. Open Series in our future yeah. series because each series we're going to talk about the schedule. I don't know if I'll do this much work. <laughs> well, the upside is the rest of the series is is are sort of have a structure right that's developed over time in place i mean outside of wimbledon that little shambles yeah. of a miniature two-week series but for the australian open series we start in indian wells a couple 250s in hawaii for the men auckland for the women now week two we got some 250 levels or international for the women and now the women can go to asia now, why does that matter? I'll tell you why it matters. Because they, they, they talk a good game about tennis in Asia. 
But every tournament they quote unquote put in put over there, it's in November. Right. Except well, the 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 world year end championships. That that matters theoretically. Yeah. But average everyday players and being part of this tour that that to me says more than oh some some sponsors decided to really ramp this up to 18 23 85 million so now it's right in china that sounds good no we make it a real part of the tour and no more lip service to asia we actually put tournaments that matter and connect to things uh and that everybody not only wants to play needs to play and so the women can now go to shenzhen now, granted they're I don't know how far north they can get based on weather. I think Beijing is dicey, right? Um, and so they'd still have to have to be in Southeast Asia for weather purposes. Well, and that's something we didn't mention in choosing any wells. Is you have to be. I know any wells isn't hot by any means, but it's you've also got to get similar enough weather where it's a preparation for the slam you're going into. Like, Maybe. I, and obviously, we're not going to ever play Put it this below way. 50, but... Beijing, it's not. It's 33 right now. No, that's what I'm saying. You but, couldn't... Yeah, 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 Playing in Beijing wouldn't help you get ready for Australia. Yeah, but man, Australia Open is sort of its own thing. I mean, it's Yeah, because so, there's not any many, many places this time of year that is like that. Yeah. But we've got the last two weeks are Australia, pretty much. Right. Before the Australian Open. So, all right. So, anyway, so... I mean, in Melbourne, it's sixty. It's seventy-two right now. Yeah. It and so seventy-two. That's the the high today was seventy or today or whatever. I don't even know what time it is over there. They uh, have we they talk about crazy weather here. They have the craziest weather. They can have a high of seventy-two and a high of one hundred four in the same week. Yeah. I mean that for us summer that never happens. It's the same. Sixty-eight in Palm Springs. By yeah. The way. Yeah. So four degrees. And by off. the way, and dry. And Melbourne's dry too. All right. So now we start going. The women can go to Asia for a couple tournaments. Now the men, and the men can too, by all means. But since there's already a handful of women's tournaments in Asia, I figured you could flip that popularity uh, to, you know, the actual season instead of this, you know, void of the the fall and late fall. Uh, So the women could go to Shenzhen and I have the men in Auckland. And then the following week week is the week of Christmas. And so I I didn't have anything during that week. Now you can go either either way with that. I know you said you know the players don't care. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe. No, I think it's fine to have it off because who's really watching tennis on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day? Well, I mean, a lot of people who aren't <laughs> in Christian countries. True. You animal <laughs> care about other people's feelings. All right. So then we come back and and so now, so the women can do a premiere in Hong Kong. You know, again, that's good weather. And then the men and the women can now start. Really, I like, you know, what Canada does with the Rogers Cup. They can basically, Tennis Australia can get together with all their cities, kind of like they did with the ATP Cup. By the way, we're getting rid of the ATP Cup, incidentally. Right. At least during this time period. But now you can just sort of have you know, different cities have different tournaments, men, women, however Tennis Australia decides to divide that up and rotate it every year, move it around. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, the the women can have a 250 in Perth, the men can have a 500 in Brisbane. 
Right. Uh, and then next year the women are in Perth and the men are in Hobart. Whatever, you know, mix it up. Give them, you know, give them all, you know, over a three-year period, all of them get some tournaments right. and, and really, uh, you know, kind of spread the love tennis-wise. And then that, you know, whatever the last set of tournaments that next week, starting on the 6th, ends the 12th. And then a week off, or you could throw a little couple, you right. know, 250s and, and little whatevers. And honestly, that's the week that they should be doing these dumb exhibitions that I don't mean the dumb charity exhibitions they had. I mean like <laughs> oh, the <God>. Boodles, <laughs> uh, just hey, the, hey, the non-point the exhibitions. The Boodles is during every series, <laughs> but I get it. Yeah, where was that on this calendar? I thought, there, I thought the every series had a Boodles. Yeah. Um, but like that's the time when you do those when people just want some extra matches, you know, the players and, that want to prepare. And again, 250s, a couple of two. You could add, yeah. again, you could add another 250, one men's, one, the women's equivalent of a 250 in Australia and, and Sydney. You know, the women again, want, seem to want to play every week. No I matter mean, what. they got Brisbane, they've got Perth, they've got Sydney, yeah. um, Adelaide, Auckland. Adelaide, Auckland's in New Zealand. Well, there you, you know, go. <laughs> um, so to me, you know, that, that ends up being a, a good sort of boost for Australian tennis. Well, and, and the part and Hobart, that, don't forget Hobart, because they get to move everything around and get the whole country involved. Well, and not only that, you know, you've got the Australian list that has started on the 20th, but you know they start four or five days before that, the qualifying anyway. So That's you need true. That, you need that schedule kind of open for that. Fair enough. Yeah. So it makes sense. So, and then we have the Australian Open starting as it does really it's the 20th there it's right. still the 19th here um but the 8th of december is a smidge <laughs> early in my opinion so i would love to push everything later a week including the australian and then it uh, to me then it would be perfect well like i said the well i guess i said it un uh, unpublished <laughs> but the Benefit of having Indian Wells one week later is that then it would bleed into winter vacation, and you could pull a lot more people in. You know, tourists. What do you? What? Oh, if, if you, it started yeah, on the fifteenth yeah, yeah. and didn't end till the twenty second, right? There'd be people out of school already, kids out of school that could travel. Um, but again, I don't ever see California having a hard time drawing an audience, right? Any time of year, right? Like if there's a big event and good weather, people are going to be there. Yeah, I mean Chicago. Easy flight, right? You know, most of the you know D- DFW. I mean, look at the Labor Cup; it's full no matter where they have it. So it's if it's the event is the what <laughs> the event is big enough that you know, it's gonna it's gonna draw an audience, and the TV audience would be so much bigger in this setting because there's a lot yeah, of people hard, not watching TV when they're on spring break. Hard to gauge your reaction. You were definitely we were definitely more excited and animated <laughs> about this, you know, two weeks ago when we unveiled it, um, but. I mean, I think this would be fantastic. I think there would be renewed excitement um, with 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 this schedule the way we've discussed. Well, and I really don't think there is any right now. Like, no one says, hey, tennis season starts on Monday. Like, it's just, hey, did you see the tournament in, you know, Perth? It's like, no, I didn't. I didn't People, know it was on. I think you're exactly right. You sort of, like, look out the window, there's snow on the ground, and you're <laughs> flipping around the TV. Oh, look, they're playing tennis. Right. Is that live? Yeah. Wait, it's... 4 a.m. Why I woke up to get a snack and they're playing tennis. Is that I, live? I'm going to call out my 
casual fans that I that I teach. But I get more texts, more texts. <laughs> I can't say that word apparently about matches that aren't it's, live. Uh, it's Texas's. <laughs> I get more texts about matches that aren't live than I do about live. I'll get a text, Ouch. "Hey, are you watching Nadal play Djokovic?" I'm like, "What?" And I turn it on, and it's like Australian Open 2018. <laughs> Uh, and it'll say it right in the corner of the screen. Right. I'm like, you didn't catch that? This was old. Um, so during that, this time period, I mean. So people, you know, are not tuning in for the live, you know, preamble. And right now, because there's no reason to. With our right. method, there will be. One again, the other, uh, another element, not the other, but another element to the Australian Open or, or the series model based on the majors, is that your performance leading up to the slam in that series would contribute to your seeding. It would not I again, we'd have to we'd have to do some experiments right. to gauge, you know, what weight, how much we would weight performances in each of these tournaments. But ultimately I do think it needs to have some impact because yes, you might be ranked number one based on Last year's performance is what it is. It's based on everything right up to the tournament you're about to start. Maybe you suck right now. <laughs> right. Maybe you suck. Well, and how cool would that be, too, that as the tournament's going on, they could flash Australian Open seedings as of today. And, you know, and then... Oh, that's good. And then it changes the next day. Oh, that's good. That's some, your so, one so for one. the month. Good job. <laughs> that's good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Now you've got a race to the... Yeah. Race to the the top. Oh, the Federer needs to win today or he's not going to be the one seed. Yeah. You know. Um, that's fun. Yeah. That adds another element to why you need to watch a 250 or a 500. Well, again, if Roger Federer is number one in the world, should he be the number one seed at Roland Garros? Of course not. Right. Well, how do you find out who should be? Yeah. Oh, I do. I know. <laughs> By playing on the exact same surface, the two, you know, the month before. Right. Who's in the best form going in, you know, to the tournament that's the most similar? I amaze myself <laughs> sometimes. Of course, you wouldn't have advocated for that in the days of uh, Sampras at the French Open. But um, it... Uh, hey, <laughs> shut up. But like you said, it's not going to be 100%. It might be 25%. It might be, you know, 40%, whatever... I'm up for, I just want it to mean something. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that balance between it determining 100% and your performance against the rest of the world the rest of the year. I get it. Uh, again, I'm not saying, you know, if you win Hobart, right. you should end up as the yeah. one seed. I'm not I get it, but Somewhere, and and I do certainly think that weight's below 50%, below 40. Right. Probably somewhere below 30. Yeah. Uh, well, I, 25 I would think, make sense just because there's four slams. That doesn't mean anything. Because <laughs> there's not four tournaments leading up to the slam. Good try, though. Um, Math. Not your <laughs> no, but I think 25% or below. I think 25 is where you start yeah. in the weighting uh, of slam you know series performance for seeding versus but i think it also this doesn't happen that often but you get some young phenom that wasn't on the main tour the first six months of 2019 and he wins two lead-up tournaments the australian you know he should be seated yeah even not if his one, ranking no but even if his again, ranking that, is in the 50s yeah that waiting you're gonna say wow he was 50 in the world 
but he's number one in the Australian Open series. And by the way, the players so want now, the most accurate seating. I think you're 100%. If you're not going to give me four or eight, like right. I said, I've compromised to eight. You're yeah. a maniac <laughs> with four. But if you're not going to give me four or eight for the seating of a Grand Slam, then at least give me the most accurate at the time. Yeah. I agree with you. Because I guarantee you there's nobody that would want to play that phenom in the first round. None of the seated players that would want to play him if he's just won two tournaments. Right. Yeah, so get him away from me a little bit. See if he can really do it. And to be honest with you, if he's had that level of success leading up to the Australian Open in on the same surface, in the same geographic region, <laughs> except California, <laughs> uh, then it's almost a punishment to say, hey, great job. Right. Good luck playing Djokovic in the first round. Have fun with that. Well, the irony is the only slam that factors that in right now is Wimbledon, which has the fewest warm-up tournaments. <laughs> right. Like, like, But it's such a different surface, yeah. at least. That's, I think, why they reserve the right. But I think the French is yeah. the most accurate series right now that should be set up for that. Right. It's, already all clay, it's already all red clay warm-ups right. in that same area. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of guys that should be seated at the French that aren't right every year. Man, I can't wait until we unveil our fifth <laughs> slam. That's going to be great. I can't wait. I, I will. That's I will, almost exciting as Indian Wells starting the. I was going to say I won't be able to contain my excitement for that. I think that's more exciting. Yeah, because all we're doing is tweaking with yeah. the Australian Open series. Indian Wells is a pretty major shift. Yeah. Um, you know, it's on the same surface. A hard court, relatively the same surface. Um, Which do you think of the two would get more pushback? Of our... Of the fifth slam or moving any wells to the first term of the season? Hmm. I think a fifth slam would get more, more pushback. Because there's been four for so long. Um, and three and a half for right. even before that. Yeah. And all you have to do for stat, we're not going to talk about that anyway. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so there you go, Australian Open series, uh, and and a more coherent and cohesive, por- you know, portions uh, of a season, right? A series, uh, one fourth, soon to be hopefully one fifth when we unveil our uh, fifth fifth slam uh, show, which would probably be the week after the Australians. O- opens over mm-hmm. we'll have a australian open wrap-up show and then the week after that fifth slam what do you think that sounds good yeah so tune in for that don't listen until that no way <laughs> oh man well and we've we already know we're seeing what the current series so-called series is and it's not compelling no offense no whatever we just did prior to today which is the start of the aussie open has been almost nothing the and ATP Cup was a highlight, but I think... And it doesn't even count. Well, I think... What does that tell you? And I think, But I think the primary reason it was a highlight is because it's new. After a couple of years, players are going to realize, you know, I really right. don't want to play at the start in the middle of December um, when it's the offseason for nothing. Well, that was in the beginning of January, but still. Was it that... See, I've already forgotten. Yeah, I've already moved it back. Wait, wait, wait. What, is it, what now? ATP Cup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. ATP Cup started uh, the 3rd of January... Yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, so anyway, that's, I think it's brilliant, but that's our big idea uh, for the Australian Open Series, and not to give anything away, 
But essentially, that's what the rest of our series is. is series is? <laughs> I get Texas is about series is yeah, a lot. Right. Uh, but that's basically what our um, – our, our structure for each series would look like. Uh, so the cat's out of the bag, so to speak. And it's what we've always said. It's six weeks. If we do five of these, that's 40 weeks. That's a 12-week offseason. You know, and... Well... I know, it doesn't work exactly we'll that way. add the fifth. We're going to have to add the fifth. No, I'm so. saying eight weeks times five. That's 40 oh, weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that 12-week offseason... So off we season. can have five slams with the accompanying series, stretch out the Wimbledon series... And still have a longer offseason than we have now. Wow. <laughs> We're brilliant. That's all there is to it. Mainly me. But which you could probably count up 12 weeks of offseason right now, but they're all spread out one, one week a month, <laughs> which is really dumb. Yeah. And we can even go less than eight weeks. Right. And leave a gap in between. Mm-hmm. Because they do need a little downtime. Right. But So seven. Seven weeks. Six weeks. I don't care. Well, yeah, you wouldn't start the French Open series like the Monday after the Australian or or, our mystery fifth slam. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I did tell one other person, and for the life of me, I can't remember who it is. (laughs) I was going to ask what their reaction was. I can't remember who it is. Anyway. All right. Anything else after that bombshell? I think think we've done all we can do. That's it. We're going to be insomniacs all week. I always am, but. Everybody else is going to be living on my schedule this week. I'll tell you what, I record everything and never watch any of it. Because as soon as I see the scores, I'm like, and see, I can't. that's why you can't. I that's can't why you don't see the scores. It. I can't. So, uh, that's one of the many reasons Facebook sucks. Because if anything notable happens, my all my tennis friends are going to post about it. So I can't. Wait, 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 wait. You have friends? <laughs> no, Facebook friends. Oh, I see. Um, so, yeah, it's like, do I want to live in... in Internet isolation, or do I want to watch yes. it live, or do I want to not watch it? That's way healthier anyway. <laughs> Those are my three options. But you don't have Twitter or Instagram, so you're, you're safe Twitter there. would be much worse. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. That's so it. So watch the Australian. Get all hyped up. Throw another. No. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> I was setting it up for you. Don't do it. <laughs> um. So... Obviously, watch your tennis and be ready to come back and and download our podcast next week. But in the meantime, while you're watching tennis, sit there in front of the TV, have your phone in your hand. We know you already do. (laughs) Go. Here's one thing you can do. I don't know how it works on other podcast apps, but on the Apple podcast app, if you go into our, you know, the tennis revolution little whatever. There's a little button. It's got like a square with an arrow, I think. Or no, it might just be three dots. Click that. You can sh- share it. And you can share it via Twitter, probably Instagram. I know we, obviously, we don't ever do that. Facebook, who knows what else. Do that. Right. You're not doing anything else but watch it. If you have DirecTV, I get it. You got like eight channels to watch, which is <laughs> great. But. If you don't have direct TV and you got nothing to do, you're going to have your phone in your hand. I was going to say, you're going to be on your phone anyway. Yeah. Whether you're watching or not. Don't text Corey the scores, but <laughs> share the podcast with everybody. Let's continue this thing growing. We're, we're going to hopefully see a nice little jump in numbers now that Grand Slam Tennis is back. And, uh, and you can be a part of helping us do that. Give us your feedback on Twitter or Instagram. Maybe Instagram. I don't know how that works too well. Uh, but give us your feedback. Don't email because, again, we've been infiltrated by bots or whatever, you know, that automatically send emails about mortgage rates. 
Um, but on Twitter, uh, jump on there. Follow us at Tennis Rev Pod. Uh, Instagram's Tennis Revolution Pod. Facebook, nobody cares. Just <laughs> Tennis Revolution fan page. And uh, and yeah, and hit us up and, and let us know what you think about our brilliant idea uh, for the new uh, structure of our Australian Open series in the beginning of the season in California. What? <laughs> what? You must be outside your mind. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. So, all right. Anything else? That's it. Fantastic. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining the revolution. Bye, guys. Indian Wells.